It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Uh, it's your man, G. Bush, back at it again. Welcome back into uh, the Ultimate Browns show right now. Uh, we do have an announcement. We had some technical difficulties with uh, Jerry Ball. We are working and efforting him to get him on Friday. He was supposed to be on today. We're in an effort to get him on uh, on Friday. We had a little uh, technical difficulties, but here's what we're going to do. We're still going to have a great show. We're still going to get to your thoughts, your concerns, your, your, your stuff in the 30, the quickest 30 minutes in all of sports. And we'll do it right here on the ultimate Brown show. We've got a great show coming up for you guys uh, on this show as well. We'll do some thoughts on the super bowl. Uh, you know, I have learned a lot and, uh, the, uh, Kansas city chiefs has come back. The Kansas City Chiefs is, is once again Super Bowl champions. I'll tell you what I learned from watching that game um, and how it pertains to the Cleveland Browns. I think there's a lot of things we can learn from it. Uh, the Chiefs come out on top again. We'll do another uh, segment called Trading Places. I'll explain what that is in coming a minute. It's not anything extra. This is not a song by Usher, but it's Trading Places. We'll talk about that coming up here uh, as well. What happens... And then we was I was on Earl to Pearl today, and um, I, I was arguing back and forth with him like, "Hey, listen, uh, it ju- it's not automatically just Patrick Mahomes. It's a it's a process of what they do in Kansas City." And he threw us something my way. He said, "G. Bush, if you switch Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes with the Browns win the Super Bowl, you'll be uh, interested to see what I, I got coming up here and saying that as well." And then we'll do some fan question and answer with G. Bush. Hey, how did you like the halftime show? Uh, for me, um, I, I got a grade on the halftime show and an opinion on all of that as, as well. So we'll talk about that coming up first uh, as well, and we'll we'll get to that uh, throughout the show. Make sure you follow and subscribe to the channel. 32 people in here right now. Make sure you're sharing this. Make sure you get this out to everyone. And make sure that when you are watching the Ultimate Cleveland uh, Ultimate Cleveland Brown show, make sure you subscribe to the channel, Ultimate Cleveland uh, Sports Show, and you will get these shows. This show is every single Monday through Friday, um, uh, Monday through Friday on Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show 11 and 1. And then, of course, you can catch the Ultimate Brown show from 5 to 5.30 Mondays and Fridays in between there. Uh, so let's get to this. Let's get to, to, to the start of things. My thoughts on the Super Bowl in general. Uh, to me, I'm going to tell you what. I thought this was a snooze fest. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I thought this game was a little sloppy. I thought this game was a little disorganized. I thought the game, and, and trust me, I'm not one of those people that want to see a bunch of fly scoring uh, high wire acts. But even from terms of the way that they broadcasted the game and the way Tony Romo and Jim Nance, which I usually like, um, they seemed a little disoriented too. Like uh, Tony Romo was, he 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 seemed to be uh you know repeating himself a lot, and he's like Jim, there's a he's an old pro out there to keep going at him, and you know they're gonna call this play, and this one's for the Super Bowl. I just 
and you know, I've never been one to degrade the announcers to me because I, at the end of the day, you know, I'm in there to watch the game. Um, but I thought that was a little lackluster. Um, and I thought the offenses were disjointed. I, it wasn't like the defenses were trash or anything. It, you know, they were stopping each other. A lot of, a lot of fumbles on the ground and different things like that. Um, <laughs> and it really turned into, all right, well, let me just see uh, what Taylor – now, Taylor Swift, now, mind you, I got on people about being on Taylor Swift before, right? I got on people about, you know, like, y'all mad they showing Taylor Swift. Now, I will say, Taylor Swift had a bunch of girls with her. Taylor Swift had a whole – like, when I see Nice Spice up there, I'm like, dang, man. Dang, they, she got a whole entourage. She got a whole family member up there. She got a lot of people up there. I didn't know who they was. But in general, my thoughts on the Super Bowl um, – and, and one of the things that I, I learned from this Super Bowl is this. I'm always trying to look at, and see what, what happens, and I'm always trying to see how you go about getting better and whether or not there's something you can unlock from watching the Super Bowl against teams that you're going to eventually have to play. And Patrick Mahomes is another guy who uh, right now has won three Super Bowls. And I said, if he goes ahead and wins this Super Bowl, I'm calling him the Michael Jordan this thing. And the thing that I, I took from this is, and I said this earlier on Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, um, I, gave a, uh, I, g- I gave an analogy. And my, my analogy is when you're playing against the, the Kansas City Chiefs, everybody comes into this game with some sort of a harness or some sort of parachute and you think you're going after it. You think that you're trying your best to win these football games. And every single team I see watch play the Kansas city chiefs, they seem to always vanish. They seem to always not play to win. They seem to always come up a little short. I watched them. Uh, yes. Last week against the Baltimore Ravens and the Baltimore Ravens, you know, had been running the football like a uh, game busters the whole entire year. The Baltimore Ravens looked like, like, like a team that was going to run the ball and nobody could stop them. They had played a, a certain style of football all year long. And then all of a sudden, you get to a point where now you play the Chiefs and you just stop throwing the ball. I mean, you start running the ball. You just start throwing the ball all over the park. Like Lamar Jackson was the second coming of Dan Marino. You go back and look at what, what Josh Allen and, and, and they were doing. Josh Allen gets down to you know into range. And it looks like they're going to go down and they're going to score a touchdown and put them out of their misery. No, they're down there kicking field goals. And you look at the San Francisco 49ers. Listen, you you had the game. You were dominating for most of the game. You were getting fumbles. You was getting turnovers. You came out in the second half. You, you caused uh, Patrick Mahomes to throw an interception. And then you look up. And with all the good stuff that you've been given, all of the great field position and all of the, the turnovers you've gotten, you look up midway in the third quarter and you're down 13 to 10, you're done. You're done. You're not, you're, you're not doing anything. And, and this came up, and this was, this was funny, man, and I'll give you this example here. And I said this before. Um, and, and, it, and it really, it, uh, you know, it, it really shows something. And, it, and it, I thought it was, uh, uh, you know, I thought it was, um, I thought it was really, really interesting because as I was sitting here, I was trying to give um, one of the one of the things, and, and I give analogies a lot. And do you remember in Batman and the Dark Knight Rises, right? Do you remember how Batman was in that pit, right? 
And do you realize how Batman was carrying that little rope around him, right? You know, he got this little rope behind him, and, and he's just jumping up and down, trying to get up out of out of the out of the uh, the little the, the little pit. And then he suddenly realizes one thing: he actually realizes that the the, the harness and, and and the little rope is the thing that's holding him back, because. When he took the harness and the little rope off, he realized that that was the thing, that main thing that was saving his life. Because if he jumps and he misses, he, he, he wouldn't fall and die. However, he realized that the only way he could get out of that pit was if he went all the way in. He put all the money in the middle of the table. He got rid of everything, the harnesses, everything that was that was keeping him alive. And he realized, I got to gamble it all. I got to I got to jump and make this jump without the rope. And then when he realized that his lifeline was the actual thing holding him back, he realized what he needed to do. He realized that, you know what? He wasn't giving it his all. He wasn't leaving it all on the table. And he finally jumps to the top and, and, and he gets out of the pit and he goes back and saves Gotham. Now, that's a great little story. But it also has to do with, with, with the way that we look at the game of football. I look at it a couple points when the San Francisco 49ers had the football. And I look at it, and it comes down to a fourth down, third and four. And you know that the Kansas City Chiefs and Steve Spagnola are coming after you, uh, a hook, line, and sinker. And yet and still, you don't, got nothing, you don't got nothing planned for that. You don't got nothing ready to go for that. You ain't ready. to. You, you're not, you, didn't, you didn't game plan. You didn't know he was going to bring no pressure. See, sometimes I look at a lot of these teams, and I always talk about the operation stockpile. What I mean by going after and truly going after it is sometimes you got to jump without no bungee cord. Sometimes you got to jump without a parachute and you got to believe in everything that you're doing. When I heard that they didn't even know what the doggone rules was of overtime, I said, oh, y'all wasn't trying to win. How you not know what the new rules is? <laughs> you got guys talking about, I didn't know what the new rules of overtime is. I said, well, you weren't prepared to win then. I look at that game, and once again, Patrick Mahomes, uh, and he just walks out there. He's ready to go. And you know what? Even Travis Kelsey was, was, was panicking a little bit. But the difference between the rest of the teams and, 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 and the guys, they got two guys. They got the, the play caller, and they got the guy that's in charge throwing the football, and that's Patrick Mahomes. And when I say, and I look at the Cleveland Browns, because for me, this is all I'm about. I'm all about the Kool-Aid Mafia. I'm all about trying to get the Cleveland Browns to the number one pinnacle. My question is, how do you come and you play Patrick Mahomes? And what do you need to do if you need to see Patrick Mahomes in the pit before you can even get to the Super Bowl? I ask you, how close are the Cleveland Browns? To the, to, the, to the main uh, triumph. How, how close are the Browns to getting out of the pit? Like Batman, how close are your Cleveland Browns to getting to the Super Bowl when you see a guy like Patrick Mahomes that has won three in a row? Does it come down to the coach? Does it come down to the quarterback? We will take a look and see what you got to say in a second. Make sure you hit me up in the comments section if you're watching the 26 comments right now. Make sure you hit those, those up as well. We will come back and get your thoughts. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is doing it well. He's doing it big. How close are the Cleveland Browns? To it, and I will tell you a, a couple of things I've learned by, by watching Patrick Mahomes when it comes to Deshaun Watson. We'll get to that coming up here in a second. 
make sure you go ahead and get that in there. We'll do that coming back next. Uh, it is the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Guess what? It's on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show channel. This is the Ultimate Cleveland Browns Show, period. You know what it is. Ah, yes, man. If you're going to be watching the channel, make sure you watch the Ultimate 216, Thursday at 5 p.m. Uh, we're going to talk about it, man. We get to it. Ultimate 216, uh, Earl the Pearl it holds it down over there. He uh, had his show over there a couple of weeks ago. We just uh, had a, a great interview. You'll catch that coming up here. We just had an interview. We left the studio with Imani Bates. You'll be able to check that out sometime this week. Make sure you check out the Ultimate 216. It's about culture, where it meets sports, the city of Cleveland. Earl the Pearl does a great job with that. And make sure you subscribe to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show channel so you'll know when Ultimate 216 jumps off. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, Look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, let's get to it. Let's get into it a little bit. Let's get to some of these comments and questions, thoughts on the Super Bowl. Um, and then don't forget, coming up here, we will be talking about trading places, man. If Patrick Mahomes was on the Browns, what would you expect the Browns to look like? I don't think it would be an automatic Super Bowl. I'll tell you why coming up. But first, let's get to the, some of these comments uh, right here quickly and quietly. Uh, let's see. Where are we at? Uh, J-Dog 66 says, sucks the football season has to come to an end. Uh, Nicholas uh, Talenko says, agree. Here's the problem, guys. This football season ain't over. What you mean? You still going to get the ultimate Browns, and now this is almost the best part of the season. Ain't the best part, but you know who we telling. We got the draft coming up. We got the combine coming up. We got free agency coming up. We got uh, a bunch of yeah, – heck, we, we got – not only that, we got the OTAs coming up, and you got the Cleveland Ultimate uh, Cleveland Brown Show, and we'll be here every Monday and Friday. So we got something to talk about. We got something to talk about. Who you want next on the show, G. Bush? Uh, Michael Smith says, Sean Rogers next, then Josh Gordon. Listen, hey, if I get that Josh Gordon interview, we might have to do some overtime on that. I want that Josh Gordon interview. Sean Rogers is a good idea, too. Um, J Dog CC says I learned to bet on Mahomes for the MVP of the Super Bowl. By the way, Vegas is tripping. Do you know how much money Vegas lost? Not only there's a lot of people were saying that, that they picked them uh the MVP for Mahomes, the Chiefs won, which they were the betting favorites, and it and it game went in overtime and gave a bunch of people every opportunity to uh, you know, get their little stats off. So they was tripping. Um uh, Nicholas Lissiger says solid B for the Super Bowl above average. Actually, think uh, it was uh, uh, it wasn't very good. I, I think so as well. Um, let's see. Uh, Jojo Boy said if it was not for the block PAT, we're not even talking about this Niners win. Um, let's see. This is the best Cleveland Browns podcast. Hit that like button for my man G. Thank you so much, Sean Finnery. We appreciate that. Uh, and, and we're gonna keep it going. 
Uh, further each year, wasted time, chiefing. I like that. I like that name. I like that name. I want y'all to get involved in this one right here because uh, this is a thing. Earl the Pearl, I, I'll give it to him. Earl the Pearl, we were sitting there talking on Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Make sure you check that out earlier. Uh, that'll be up posted on the channel. He said one thing, and we were debating back and forth. And and I think I think I don't think this is even close. He said. The reason he believes that the Cleveland Browns are close to the Kansas City Chiefs is this. Because if you was to take the Cleveland Browns quarterback and Deshaun Watson, you was to trade him for for Patrick Mahomes, he feels that the surrounding roster is good enough with what we got today that Patrick Mahomes could lead the Browns to the Super Bowl. Now, I just got done sitting here, to, you know, screaming and giving the praises of one uh, Patrick Mahomes and, and saying how good he is. But I would disagree with that. And it's not because of Deshaun Watson. I think when just Deshaun Watson is at his top peak performance, we've seen him with the Houston Texans be up on Patrick Mahomes in one of those those big time games, uh, you know, be up 28 points, 21 points uh, at Arrowhead when he was playing for the Houston Texans. We saw Deshaun Watson, uh, you know, come back from, you know, a, a big deficit on the road in Baltimore. But here's the reason I'll say it. One of the reasons why you got to, you operation stockpile is, is first and foremost on everything that I talk about on this channel and other places is because this it's not just Patrick Mahomes, it's Andy Reid. Andy Reid does something that 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 when he when it comes to a play call, when he's calling plays, when you get past all that scripted stuff, and you and, and the 49ers was was hitting them with. You know, they were stopping them at every turn. Andy Reid kept kept dialing up stuff, kept pushing buttons, kept being patient, kept waiting. And all of a sudden, the stuff that they was taking away, all of a sudden, it's Travis Kelsey for five. All of a sudden, it's the other tight end gray. All of a sudden, Rasheed Rice is open. All of a sudden, Patrick Mahomes is now the bread and butter plays. And guess what? The same bread and butter plays that was open in the in, in last Super Bowl where they pick routing and all, and they're geniuses when it comes to the pick route on the goal line. They're doing that type of stuff too. And so I just, I believe it's just not, that's what you're up against. It's just not only Patrick Mahomes. It's Patrick Mahomes combined with Andy Reid and all of the teams that continuously go up against them, y'all got to understand it ain't never enough. Y'all got to start thinking, go back to my analogy with Batman and the bungee cord. When you get ready to get you some receivers and skill positions this year, remember you can be up 10 points. You can be up 15 points. You could be up 20 points. You got to overkill them. You got to stomp them out and then check their pulse and then stomp them out again. And every single team that leaves limping out after they get done playing with the Chiefs, they all fall They all fall into the same category. It's never enough, ever. So when the Cleveland Browns start to get moving and shaking and doing what they need to do, I'm going to continue to say it. Get you a receiver. Get you another receiver. Get you another running back. You can never sit here and say, oh, I think we got enough. I think we're going to let this dude develop. We're going to let this guy develop. We're about to see what this dude going to do. You don't have no time for developing. Don't be one of those teams that look around and look up and be like, wow, we've we been a whole decade and we ain't nobody else won but them. It's not good enough. 
not good enough. And, and it's not only that Deshaun, and I want to, I want to preach this as this is, as my time is running out slowly, but surely I want to preach this. It's not the fact that your quarterback in Deshaun Watson has to beat Patrick Mahomes himself. Your coaching staff has to be Andy Reid. Your, 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 your offense has to go against Steve Spagnola, who now has four, four, four rings as well. So it's not just don't get lulled into sleep where it's a thing where you starting to believe like, oh, it's me versus him and we're going to duke it out. No, 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 no. Your coaching staff has to go against their coaching staff. And, and guess what? Shanahan got out coached again. Kicking all these field goals. You should have known when you was kicking them field goals, you was dead. You didn't even know it yet. It's like the sixth sense. I see field goal kickers. I see field goal. You're already dead. <laughs> Bro, you you already did. So it's not shout out to Earl Pearl. I, I like what he said. I would take Patrick Mahomes, but it's just not Patrick Mahomes. It's a whole way they operating over there. It's a whole nother way that they moving, and you got to move the same way that they moving, right? You got to have, and here's the thing. I I like Stefanski, but if the, if we was calling play for play, we don't know who we picking. Play for play, we already know who we got. I just, it irks me to, to see, you know, it, listen, you shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to learn from other people's mistakes all the time. Sometimes you should be able to look and objectively take a look and say, well, look, um, Kelsey is, is, is over here being frustrated, but there's a whole quarter left. They let him get 90 yards in a quarter, right? They start seeing little things open. And then when, when he started scrambling, extending the plays, by the way, Debo Sam, you, you better get in some shape, bro. Debo Samuel is hurt more than me, and, and I'm 42. Debo Samuel's always talking about his ankle and his leg hurt, his shoulders. He come in in the game and leave. Hey, George Kittle is grossly underused. George Kittle, I, I mean, I had him on my fantasy team for years, and George Kittle will be out here. He'll have 110 yards next, next game, have five. And that's not going to get it done. And Brock Purdy played well in the first half, but y'all keep trying to anoint him. You keep trying to anoint him. I'm just saying, he's going, look, it's Brock Purdy. Come on, it's Brock Purdy. Uh, with that being said, uh, we're going to get to some fan questions and answers, and we got to get to this, too. <laughs> Super Bowl halftime show. I'm going to just say, this man, Usher, he had me out here singing slow jams, and I was liking it. Usher had all the cuts rolling. He brought Alicia Keys out. Hey, Swiss Beats, you can't let him bring your wife out like that. Shout out to Alicia Keys. Shout out to Alicia Keys. When we get back, we're going to talk about that too. How'd you like, uh, listen, how'd you like the halftime festivities? I need a one through 10. Put it in the chat right now. One through 10 halftime festivities. Where do you think it ranked? Give me a one and a 10. It's, it's obvious what I'm talking about. One to 10 for Usher. How did he do? How'd you like the halftime show? We'll come back and talk about that. We'll take your questions and answer. And we will finish and throw a bow in this thing. It is G Bush here on the Ultimate Brown Show. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, I talk about the Ultimate 216. Let's get into the Ultimate Cav Show. Ultimate Cavaliers show up. Shout out to uh, Mikey McNuggets and uh, my man, uh, Jason Lloyd. Jason Lloyd will be out in uh, Arizona coming up here and covering the uh, Guardians. But you can catch the Ultimate Cavaliers Tuesdays at 5 p.m. every single Tuesday. Um, we talking Cavs. Cavs right now is the number two seed in all of the Eastern Conference. Actually tied for the second best record. In the entire league right now, we talk about the Kool-Aid Mafia. A lot of people is talking about, man, the football season is over. No, football season is over, but we got an opportunity to watch one of the best teams in the NBA, Donovan Mitchell, player of the week, just announced. And, and, yes, indeed, we got an opportunity to to touch down on the one seed. New year, new reason. Shout out to Coach J.B. Bickerstaff. Ultimate Cavaliers, if you're a Cavs fan, you're a basketball fan, you're a Hoops fan, this is a place you do not want to miss. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. And it's only on the UCSS Network. The quickest 30 minutes in all the sports. G. Bush here. We got about, oh, five minutes left to go. I asked before we got up here, out of here, I said, listen, put it in the chat. What do you got? One to ten on this uh on, on this halftime show. But first of all, shout out to Usher. Usher is in my wheelhouse now. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to all you guys that were. You know, I'm a little older. I'm at about 42 year, years old. I got uh 87. With, 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 listen, I don't even know what the name is now. 8701, 197, whatever the case would be. But we all know confessions, huh? We uh, listen. Usher gave us the hits. He gave you yeah. He gave you my boo. Seven o'clock on the dot. I'm in my drop top. This man had skates on. Not only did he, not only was he dancing, he had skates. He brings out Alicia Keys. I the first time I see Ludacris, then got out of one of them Fast and Furious cars. Ludacris was out there with his fro again. I seen Jermaine Dupree. I seen a, a, a Lil John, and I, you know I watch Lil John on uh, HGTV now. He be doing like home makeovers and stuff too. So look, it was a great show. I was like, this is long too. Like this was like, I mean, it's 15, 20 minutes. I, I mean, Usher was out here doing his thing. I wonder how much. By the way, did you notice know too? Evidently, they don't get paid um, to do uh, the halftime show. It's like promotion or something. Like they just don't get paid, but I guess like their album sales be going like up 10,000% after they, you know, after they go on. So we'll get to it. Where are we at? Where my people's at? Here we go. Um, Let's get to them. Jojo boy said halftime show too long. Um, That's why Debo cramped up. <laughs> <laughs> Tilly Train said it lose. Um <laughs> David uh, M Creation said right. <laughs> uh he said, do that do that ish on the pregame and have a regular halftime. They was cooking for a minute. 
Uh, Tilly Train said, I like the long halftime. I gave coaches longer to make adjustments. This is dang old shit, and the 49ers didn't make none. Uh, more time for players to rest uh, makes the second half better. Uh, let's see. Wasted time. Chiefin says, riding spags is like eight years, 80 years uh, coaching combined. Um, let's see. Greasy Flight says Deshaun Watson had a few days in the sun. Seems like a long time ago. That's a, you know it's a, you notice know, it's, it's kind of crazy you mentioned that Deshaun Watson. They did have like a that is a long time ago. Like I was looking at that like game. Uh, I went back to watch it like where he was up like all them points at Arrowhead and it looked like the Texans don't get them boys up out of here. That seemed like that was a long time ago. Dub said uh, Usher killed it. Uh, he's uh greasy flight says long uh dog pound gang two one six first shout out to Mahomes for being the back first black quarterback to win back to back rings. Uh now uh now the belief Stefanski has the right pedigree to stay disciplined in the game plan. RDs but uh, RDBs better than they receivers. Uh shout out to them. Uh Joe says it's all back all background music, right? Um, let's see, let's get another one here. What's up, man? Rick Stanfield. I said, what's up, G. Bush? Sean, salute G. Bush, man. Um, wasted time. Chief and said it's 11. It's 11 out of scale of 1 to 10. Laomi, uh, Le- uh, that's a nice name. Laomi Sumuno. She says they're 8 or 9. Michael Smith gives it a 10. Um, J. Dog 60, strong 9. Fred Mayo the Great, 10. Uh, Tilly Train said, I was afraid Usher was going to fall on his uh, on his ass on them skates. <laughs> and he said, Usher or or um, Prince of the Purple Rain for number one. I liked it, that. Uh, let's see. Elite, George Davini, uh, uh, Keys was the best part. I like Usher, but it sounded like um, the mic was a mess. It was a little bit of a mess. It was. I'll give you that. Lady Gaga, um, the most recent best in uh, halftime show history. She killed it. Prince, right? We got a lot of them. And uh, Marshall says uh, they don't get paid to um, get after hype of it. Plus, Usher just dropped an album, by the way. Not sure who was uh, sweating more Usher or Swiss Beats. Hey, Sw- <laughs> Swiss, you better stop letting your- <laughs> At least somebody, I didn't say it. Hey, honey, honey, I had nothing to do with it. Listen, I just saw about Alicia Keys. You're great. I love you. She was out here looking like a snack. <laughs> With that being said, man, the fastest 30 minutes in all of sports. It's your boy G. Bush, ultimate, the ultimate uh, Brown show. When we get back, once again, we will read your emails on the voicemail coming up on Friday. We will effort to get Jerry Ball. We will let you know during the week if we get that done. But with that being said, uh, you don't ever know where I'm going to show up. But the only thing you could do is listen for the Clippers. It's G. Bush. Check us out on Friday, 5 to 530. Have a great night, everybody. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.